Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 78. I am your host Aditya and along with me Abhishek as usual. Hello everyone. So how's uh, life been post-terror for you? Well, I didn't feel much of it to be very frank with you because the day I got a call from my mom saying that come home soon, I, I don't have a long commute. So I was I was right five minutes away from my place. But I think you were almost at CST the day it happened. You know, I mean, I don't want to make it sound as if I had a very close shave or something like that. A meeting got cancelled and hence I, you know, left early and reached home at... 8.30. Otherwise, I would have been at the station at 9 o'clock. But mm. uh, you know what? There are a few things that I've been noticing. And, and you know, now I've been even more alert about keeping an eye on things here and there while traveling in the train because that is how I travel, you know. And I, I travel to PT, which is CST, which is where 56 people were killed. What happens now? When they go to this corner, there is this corner, there is this porch out there hmm. and people start writing something and the typing is done within under 10 seconds. So obviously the messages aren't long. Hmm. So probably, you know, they must be try- typing something like reached or aisa kuch to be, right. uh, kya mein kya, saru che, or something like that, I don't know. Another thing, when the train starts, you see more people muttering a silent prayer than, than usual. Involuntarily your hand goes on your forehead and you mutter a silent prayer and... You know, earlier it used to be like, you know, they are praying to God for probably unka dena acha jaye ki nahi. But now it is, they are praying not to get killed. There is a big difference in my perception now. I personally keep an eye out on who is getting what into the train compartment, you know. So I see if... Uh, someone is coming in with a baggage or something like that, where is he placing the baggage? If this guy places the baggage in the overhead storage ka space and if he walks thoda sa bhi dur, at least I have it called out uh, you know, to one guy and said that you better take your luggage with you. Hmm. Because you never know, yaar. I mean, koi kuch bhi rakke, they can just get down from the train, you, you won't even realize it. So, I mean, it's sad, but... I guess this is what Chidambaram, the new home minister, he said that be more vigilant. So I don't know if this can help with the crowded uh, local trains where there are thousands of people squeezed in one compartment. I don't know if this will help, but more out of fear than vigilance that people yeah, are doing this now. It's basically what the, I mean, I don't have an option, right? Mm. I either have an option to piss someone off and ask him to take his bag rather than me getting blown up in a, in a train compartment, which is the sickest way of dying. And, you know, after watching two days continuous coverage, I, I was completely screwed up in my mind, man. I, I mean, I seriously was. The, the fact that a 21-year-old guy who has been trained only for six months can just enter your country and kill anybody at random is just so crazy in your mind. I mean... True, and you know what? He received, uh, his family received 62,000 rupees for all that he did. For 62,000 rupees, he was trained in... Uh, seven different stages and uh, as a martyr his family was to receive 62,000 rupees so for that amount he and other 10 or 15 how many ever people came into Mumbai willing to go the extreme way so it only shows the state of the Pakistan economy Uh, Pakistan by the way which is denying that any of the terrorists came from there which is another story altogether I mean that's completely you know I'm, I'm very very angry and I just read an article today saying that police don't know what to do with the terrorist body because the Muslims in India aren't allowing those 
I mean, those guys are Muslims. The terrorists are Muslims. So the Muslims in India aren't uh, allowing the authorities to bury them in their Kabristan because they are saying we don't want to anything to do with those guys. Right. And not only that, there are advocates uh, who were named to defend Kasav, and there was one Dinesh Mota who travels to train every day. And just in the morning, I read in the papers that he got a standing ovation in the train because he denied fighting a case for him. I, I completely agree, and I have no sympathy for them. But you know, the Indian constitution or Indian law says that Kasav can only be taken to trial if he is defended by an Indian lawyer. So tomorrow or day after, we will have an Indian lawyer who will defend him. A Pakistani official can come in only to assist the Indian lawyer. If nobody turns up, of course, Kasav will have to defend himself. But the greater question is that this will be a formality. I mean, he was caught red-handed and everybody knows about this. We are, we are just waiting for uh, his whole charge sheet right? to be filed. Nee, why do you need to file a charge sheet, yeah? You, you caught him red-handed, you have him on TV, you have him in photos. What the fuck is a defense lawyer going to defend? Why do you need a lawyer in this case? These are the, the land rules. See, uh, land rules, there are ways of getting around those land rules. US has found out a way. They have set up Guantanamo Bay, which is outside US soil, and no US uh, laws apply in that area. Mm-hmm. So why don't we have something on Lakshadweep where we can go dump these people there and do very, very bad things to them? And then we and have the human rights. Yeah, that is a completely separate thing, you know. Yeah. Let's not get started with those guys. But it's just mind-boggling. Why do you have to take him through a trial? It has been proven, man. What are you going to talk in, in the court? One thing that goes for the judiciary is that generally what happens, 93 bomb blasts, it took them 18 years to convict a few people. This time they are not waiting for all his charges to get filed. They found that 4 out of the 29 charges he's, he can be nailed and he will be. So he'll at least get the next X number of years or whatever punishment there is as soon as possible because we are very notorious in giving those dates however heinous the crime. In India, there are about 26 million cases pending. So no, all, no, of, no, all no, of us no, are no, trying... No, no, no. <laughs> all those stats and 93 bomb blaster stats are not applicable in this case. Because in 93, we didn't see the faces. We didn't know who exactly placed the bomb, where and who killed who. Here we know this guy fired upon 60 people. So there was no face in front of us. Here we know who it is. And you cannot say generally cases are taken through the judicial process. This was not a general incident. There is no substitute to normal law. Hold on, hold on. Normal laws apply for normal crimes. This is not a normal crime, boss. Now, whoever is... What are the alternatives? You can't shoot him dead because you have... You need to get information from him. You need to put him on trial. No lawyer... Okay, tomorrow, no trial. Tomorrow, no lawyer... Yeah, no lawyer will defend this case. He will have to defend it himself. So, if there is no trial... No defense. No trial, no defense. Put him in jail. Either kill him there and... Uska YouTube video nikalo or post it on YouTube. That is what US did with Saddam. You think right. that video going on to YouTube was just a coincidence? Saddam ka hanging ka case? They wanted to make a statement, boss. And that is what they did. So we, India, we are gutless. All these politicians, all these page three personalities like Prahlad Kakkar, or Kontai Shobha De, and Shuhail Seth, all these guys came up on NDTV and CNN, IBN, and said that, Kaun apna, these politicians are responsible for all this. What are they doing? Where are they yaar, right now? Kaapare. They did that peace march and all. The candlelight peace march. What was that? Who cares for your candles, man? See, there are a couple of things, though. You see, candle march and all these protests 
might be the guilt that the common man has is that the max that they can do to show some amount of solidarity, quote unquote, is by going on out there and just to show that, that look, we are there. So, for instance, if you are if you are in your car or in, on your bike, and if you see that while traveling from place A to place B three or four times, you just know, all right, the least that I can do to help India is to vote for the right people or go to the voting polling booth and say, use some rule which says, okay, I do not want to vote all these guys because I do not trust them. I mean, there is a mail that is doing the rounds which says that if the number of votes who say I do not want to vote outnumber the number of votes which the guy has won, gets, then all, all the people who are there or who are standing in for the elections will be, uh, the re-election will be in the, on the cards. So I think the reason why you have all these chains and candle marches and all of this is just so that there is some hope that the common man wants to give himself and nobody else. I mean, we are just trying to make ourselves feel good. We get a sense of achievement by doing all these things. I contributed and I stood in front of Tatmail with a candle in my uh, hand. And so I have done my bit. Now I can go back to a beer bar and order a pizza along with it with my friends and sit there. So what's up? What I mean, let's not kid ourselves, okay? True. So look, well, if we say up, the other, up. the other part would be that this is not <laughs> in the hands of the common man. It is, the, it is an intelligence failure. A common man can never fight a terrorist. So. If I were to say, I would say that there is no hope left at all. But what is the least that a common man can do is, is what he does by going up, getting up, going out to work, coming back okay. home. But since this does not show up anywhere, doing something which is uniform gets in the eyes of the media and people see it. And then there is some amount of communication that is spread by the common man saying that, look, we know something bad has happened. We can't help by going out with guns and shooting people. But we just know that let's act responsibly to one of us. That can we vote? Can we do little things right? No, that I is my perception. I, no, I feel there is no direction by in doing this. See, the reason it worked when Gandhiji did it was there was a single purpose. Everybody knew what they wanted. They wanted freedom from British. Sure, while the peace marches are going on, nobody knows what they are doing it for. They just know that people got killed and they are there to whatever you know pay their respects. Right. But the problem is, do you do you have any demands? If a politician says, okay, you did that thing, now tell me what your demands are. Do we have a list of demands? We don't. I think non-violence is not going to work. So India is going to have to take a stance against Pakistan. And a fierce stance. I mean, get sanctions. Stop the water flowing into Pakistan. Well, we'll see if what rational solution that does India have for this because the defense minister says we are not ruling out a military option if need be. But the problem is, again, we have this no first strike, no first uh, uh, use I, of... I mean, see, the, going to war is not an option because right. we have a lot, lot, lot more to lose than Pakistan does. Okay, we have a larger economy. We have a, you know, faster growing economy to lose. And Pakistan does not have it. But what I am saying is, you cannot combat irrational thinking with rational means. You have to at least thoda to bend hona mangta na. If tomorrow something has to go wrong, or India has to bomb Pakistan, or flush out the terrorists if there are many out there, it requires some amount of UN sanctions, whether you want to set up a military base in Pakistan to get them out. And Pakistan itself is in a state of mess. They don't have a government, they don't have an opposition, there is no proper dictatorship there, the army has taken over. So in the midst of all this, and with the politicians that India has, I'm not sure where this, this goes, and it's unfortunate. I mean, you know what, all these sanctions and all these are very high-level things, and I don't know a lot about how to get this implemented. But I see simple things on our side that we can do. Whenever I go travel through CST, you know, uh, at the entrance, police ka ek, there is this bench kept. 
where policemen usually sit and monitor people entering out coming out going and coming out right at 9 o'clock peak time 9:30 this is i i pass through there at 9:30 i see very young guys you know 20 year olds occupying one bench and monitoring a door through which almost millions people pass in about couple of hours first of all how are they going to do it second whenever they are on duty you have, there is no sense of alertness in them you know i saw i while waiting for a train there was this a group of guys sitting on one bench look try looking at a, a, a group of female constables sitting on the other bench this you are right these are all occupational things that you do you don't get no, no, paid no. enough hang on hang on you as a constable you do not get paid enough to stand there and look at the safety of the whole cst second point is the rdx or whatever the ammunition is should not have come to india at all it is an intelligence failure you cannot blame the mumbai police or anybody out there who's patrolling that gate which has got millions of people like you say going in and out of the uh, out of that little a uh, place which could have a stampede tomorrow so we'll let's acknowledge that this is a problem which cannot be dealt by the common man and the mumbai police because this is not the underworld this is far more an organized crime that we would have thought abhishek you what is what is the solution the solution i feel at ground level the solution is our cops need to be more alert they cannot be chewing on tobacco or gutka which brings down their efficiency these things are basically intoxicants so when a, a policeman is having these gutkas their efficiency is down to about 20% already and their physical condition True. is already bringing their efficiency down and first of all i don't buy in this case okay post attacks i don't buy the argument that they are not being paid enough you are being paid whatever you are being paid but you need to do your job you can't say tum mere ko 20000 itna paisa mein itna hi milenga sort of you know that is the attitude that we have that is not the case if you are being paid 5000 to sit in front of the cst cut gate you have to do it well no matter how much you are getting paid and the thing is that i whenever i see i see guards standing outside of vip's bungalow they are all dressed up with guns in their hands helmets and you know they are standing upright why can't they do the same thing at so the reason is that 60% of the commandos are their services are drained towards z security of the vips and that was one of the reasons why they didn't have enough people come down there on that day so that's another story yeah, that that that's another story exactly we, i mean all sorts of things have come out after the attack as to who is getting z security why are they getting z security etc so all those things have come out but i think just do basic things right here i mean i really don't feel safe while traveling right now i don't you just you know whenever you see something like that i mean pe- people read newspapers sitting on those benches man i'm i'm not kidding uh, i am angry the top leadership in maharashtra government has been changed ashok chavan is the new cm vilasraw deshmukh was fired almost then rr patel he resigned who was the deputy chief minister and they got in an equally controversial guy chagan bhujbal who had to resign after the telgi scam had happened see it, it's very ironic right we see all the common man do whatever he has to on the street and then you have a guy who has been convicted of one of the biggest crimes in uh, politics and he's back yeah and the scam was so big that it was only second largest after the harshan mehta scam so that was the volume of the scam itself and this guy was allegedly involved in in some way so how bad is this i mean we don't have good politicians who can precise this we don't have good hence we do not have good bureaucrats we don't know about the intelligence we don't know about the cops standing out there at the cst 
and uh, common man can do nothing about it anyway in fact the government is actually showing you the finger when they appoint someone like chagan bujwal to all the people who participate in the peace marches and who are campaigning against the politicians only dikhaya na seedha seedha by appointing another corrupt guy that is what i mean that is what i, I don't know who are enemies are basically or who whom are we fighting here that is the whole thing right we don't know who the enemies are that's why in we knew in during independence british ko bahar nikalna hai yahan pe apne ko malum hi nahi kisko nikalne hai because sabhi ek ek dusre ke sath hai you don't know where to freaking get started kyunki police ka bola to police goes to police commissioner police commissioner ka transport depends on the chief minister chief minister ka transport depends on party high command who is sitting in delhi so it all just ties in and then as as a as a citizen मुंगी you know the bombay thing really highlighted all the things that have been going wrong so this refers to everything that has happened in delhi in assam where all those in yes. assam you know all those places everybody has sort of woken up but nobody knows what to do after opening their eyes it still continues and you know that the attacks are having effects in in very very weird ways you know the 21st is coming up yes and i think pune and goa are the next two places that have been circled by the terrorists i have a friend of mine there whose dad calls him up every day to ask him whether he's in a mall or in a multiplex and he's asked him to stay away from any public places till the 31st or a week after that because it's not safe because people are reading the papers because it was reported that there are about 100 more terrorists loose with 10 kg of rdx with each one of them according to one source if you read this in the newspapers then you don't feel very good while having that morning cup of tea or going to work if you're traveling in trains not at all i mean we have been talking about all these things uh, we have abhishek we have presented only problems here we yeah. don't we are not presented solutions but as you said uh, elections may try try to go in and put a no vote i don't know if if that will be a good option i i think you need to be registered in the voters list so you got to add your name into it and i have already done that uh, but last time my parents went in to vote their name wasn't on the voters list at all so your names can mysteriously vanish as well mm-hmm. so that's about it yeah for this episode please go to theindicast.com and give us solutions and also listen to the previous episode with uh, yogita limay she was the person who covered the i mean the whole ordeal for the for two nights straight uh, outside the taj and the cst let us yeah, know what you think there are interesting comments being made on uh, previous episode right that right. Uh, people thought that your uh, journalist job is being glamorized etc and a lot of people have interesting views but go check it out and uh, drop in a comment there as well if you want to that's about it uh, from me thanks a lot bye 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 bye